Okay, welcome to Dreaming Code Podcast, and today I'm going to talk about XNA with Andre Burdett, who is, uh, so who are you on Dreaming Code? Skaggles. All right, and by the way, I'm Core. I'm the admin on Dreaming Code, Dennis Delmarski. All right, so uh, Andre, how long are you a member of DIC? Uh, I've probably been a member about a little over a year, maybe. I think I uh, signed up back in uh, 2008, to early 2009, maybe. <laughs> all right, not bad at all. So we're talking about XNA. So, Andre, uh, why you started XNA? Like, I know you're a web developer. You were working in Ruby, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, why XNA? Well, I, I kind of got a was messing around with Ruby and web stuff so much, and I just wanted to learn something new, and game development is always interesting, so I decided to check out C-sharp and check out XNA and just, you know, started, like, like getting addicted to it this past few weeks. Wow, well, that's not bad at all. So how hard was for you to adapt to XNA compared to what you were working on before? Oh, yeah, there, there's some uh, different, there's some things to, that you have to get the hang of uh, compared to web development, but I've done... Windows uh, based uh, development before, and I've done I've messed with C and C plus plus, so messing around with C sharp wasn't that unfamiliar with me. Uh, the whole idea of everything being a uh, an object in it is uh, is one thing that I had to get used to. Oh, so what were the hardest parts about learning SNA compared to, like to yeah like having a background in C and C plus plus? It's probably a Big advantage here because you know the, pretty much the basics of the syntax and all the structures, but still, yeah. what, were, what was the hardest part about XNA? Uh, well, the basics of it were were pretty easy. It's as I started getting into the more uh, complicated parts, like dealing with the uh, with creating a, a custom pipelines and stuff. Overall, XNA itself wasn't that hard to get the hang of. Actually, uh, I just looked up a uh, a few tutorials online, and within couple days I was already creating like very basic uh, uh, games that rendered to the screen so all right so you're developing for Windows only now right uh yeah at the moment I, I kind of stopped doing a uh, web-based stuff oh so uh, since you were developing only on Windows uh, are you do you have any plans on porting like whatever projects you're working on on some other platforms you know XNA allows you to compile for for the Xbox, for the Zune, and now with XNA 4.0 coming out, you can compile for the Windows Phone. I don't know. Any plans? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't really dealt with the 4.0 thing for the Windows Phone yet. Uh, that's interest That uh, does look interesting. The uh, Zune would be interesting if I had a Zune. I used to have one, but I actually <laughs> sold it. Uh, but uh, I'd be you know, ecstatic to actually uh, pay for the uh, the premium membership for XNA and actually work off the uh, the Xbox. That would be fun. Well, as far as I know, you don't need a, like a membership to uh, like work on Zoom and all this stuff. So pretty much, I don't know if you can get a hang of that. Uh, now that we talk about projects, what you've been working on, like what what kind of projects did you do in XNA? They're probably worth sharing. I don't know. Uh, recently, uh, when I first started, it was just basic stuff like, uh, I create a Pong game. I mean, I think that's like the first game a lot of people create, <laughs> uh, just to get the idea of it, uh, created a, uh, tiled map, uh, wasn't really a game, it was just rendering tiles. Uh, the, uh, 
the one I'm the most you know proud of recently was the fact that uh, it wasn't so much a, a game, but it was XNA related. Is that in XNA you have the content uh, that it compiles into XMB files that are like PNG files, sound files, like that are textures and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you could import them into your game at runtime. Uh, what you have to do is if you have custom file formats, like I create a custom XML file to uh, work with maps. Uh, I created a custom pipeline extension library that basically uh, compiles that to an XMB file and then reads it back uh, into the application when needed. Oh, so uh, did you already include it like in a uh, like bigger project? Like, I mean, this this like is a component part of a project, right? So you can... Yeah, this is just like a small part to allow yeah, you yeah. to work with a certain file. So uh, any plans on starting like a large project like are you working with 2d development right now or messing around yeah, i'm still i'm still messing with 2d as i get the hang of things i'd like to get into the 3d eventually and make you maybe work on some uh i think uh first person shooters sometimes are among the some easy things to uh work with uh, as opposed to like a full-fledged like world uh rpg kind of thing so uh, um, but that's a little far off yeah well it's still it's all about learning and experiences so yeah. uh i've seen what you did with the um application whatever the game you created a while ago the yeah. re- the from the rendering the map and all that stuff oh so, yeah uh, what what was the uh, main idea behind the map renderer that uh, you made it with um, kind of like i and i files and putting the map in, like in a text array or whatever and then like yeah, the- parsing through mm-hmm. it yeah so, yeah, the the idea behind that was uh, I uh, I was reading a tutorial kind of thing online when I was getting the hang of things, right? Yeah. And uh, the uh, the file format was just uh, I I didn't want to overcomplicate things uh, for something so simple as a as a tile engine that I was learning with. So the the idea behind that was just to keep things simple. <laughs> so did you get any characters moving on that map, or still working on that? Uh yeah, I got some. Uh, I got uh, it to render a little texture of a character I found online, uh, just to test with, and then I was able to move it around. And also, as it got closer to the edge of the screen, it would actually move the map. So, oh. yeah. So speaking of like learning and all that, what were the primary learning sources for you when you got the hang of XNA? Because many developers are probably asking like, "Hey, I want to get an XNA, but I don't know where to start. I don't." know where to get tutorials or something where did you learn it well the first thing i tell people is to make sure they (laughs) already know uh c or c sharp to understand the language first Mm -hmm. because uh the fact that i already knew the basics of uh programming it was a lot easier to understand certain things but uh, as for xna itself uh there's a lot of information on the xna website itself uh, on the forums as well as uh Dream and Code. I got some of the the little snippets and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Six of Eleven on Dream and Code had a had a snippet that I use all the time now uh, to uh, detect keys being pressed. Uh, so, other than that, uh, there's uh, oh there is a website uh, for a uh, XNA uh, MVP actually mm-hmm. uh, named Nick Graveland. He uh, he's got a website at nickgraveland.com that uh, he's got a uh, tile engine kind of mm-hmm. tutorial series. It's like a whole series on YouTube, probably about like 
10 parts of it uh, to the video uh, that just go really in depth about creating a, a tile engine and an editor to use that uh, with that tile engine. Mm. And it was just great to, to, for learning for me because basically I already understood a little bit of programming. So it was a great way for me to just to get familiar, familiar with everything. All right. So uh, how different it is for you, like coming from a web dev background and just like make this switch to like, the complete opposite side of development. It's web development, there's game development. So yeah. One what? thing that I find is it's just easier in some things because with web development, you're dealing with a, a situation where you, uh, it's like a stateless machine that uh, it's not really uh, like Windows development. With Windows development, it's uh, interaction with the, with the user and you got everything right there. With uh, web development, you have the server and then you also have the... Uh, the user who's a completely uh, different area like in a browser and you have to work through javascript to get uh, stuff working you know in, in, asynchronously and it's just so much easier working with windows i think oh so what what do you enjoy about xna that you probably enjoy more than web development just creating games it's fun it's exciting <laughs> so uh if talking about xna component parts what uh, are those parts that you are probably, um, I don't know, like, hey, I wish this could be better, or I wish this wasn't here. What are those? Um, there are a few things that I've been messing around with. Like, uh, I've been getting into, it's not really XNA related, but uh, as far as interacting with XNA in a WinForm or uh, a Windows presentation uh, uh, yeah. framework, uh, I was trying to create a, a tile editor in a, a presentation framework, a WPF uh, application, mm -hmm. and interacting with XNA through those applications is pretty. Uh, t it's a little hard work, so I think that they're, they're they can uh, take that a little step further and make a XNA a little easier to work with through that. Okay, so uh, speaking about like interaction with WinForms and stuff, uh, you created your own like. Um... The tile editor you were talking about, yeah. right? So um, the file format that was uh, the array of strings and all that that we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, did you like think about making it? Um, I don't know, like some sort of compliant to any standards that can be reused, or this just something that just randomly came into your mind? I don't, uh, I don't know. There's well, uh, XML. There's like uh, I don't know something that can be parsed by an application and not just I don't know. That's uh, what what I did was originally I was doing it that way with just throwing it all into a a, a single uh, text-based file, not really you know trying to overcomplicate things. But uh, lately I've actually been uh, working towards uh, more of an XML-based. Uh, with actual tags and everything that uh, trying to make it more you know professional looking yeah just because... to uh, get the thing uh, get the hang of working with that rather than just you know some random throwing in uh, strings into a file yeah well because probably if you work with XML it's gonna be easier to interact with the different kinds of applications like X XNA WinForms whatever file format yeah oh yeah and uh, C Sharp's got the uh, the XML uh, document thing that I could just you know read that information right into a program and interact with it <laughs> yeah so um, if coming from web development once again the question is uh, 
C-Sharp has this thing called namespaces, and there's like a lot, lots of integrated stuff. How how much of the game development stuff you were um, probably, I don't know, in web development you have to write a lot on your own. Like in XNA you probably can save some time by reusing the existing components. How useful it came for you that many of the graphics, sound, I know you worked with C++ and yeah. that's going to the open jail, right? Yeah. So uh, how, uh, how much... Let's put it in the matter of time. How how much time it saved for you to use the integrated the content pipeline, the uh, graphic tons, <laughs> tons. XNA makes things. Uh, I mean, it it will probably uh, won't be as uh, as uh, amazing as what you can do with like say straight working with DirectX or something. But XNA itself uh, just makes things easy for just random in, independent developers uh, that just want to mess around with games in their spare time as a hobby even. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of time you don't have to focus on uh, the windows and all that stuff as you do with OpenGL and creating every uh, creating everything from scratch. With uh, X, and, X and A, it's just right, the tools are right there for you. Uh, quick look online for uh, tutorials and you'll find like a ton of information that probably tell you exactly how to do what you need to do. And uh, that's right. that to me is just you know amazing compared to OpenGL, which does have a lot of documentation, but it's just a lot more code. So uh, speaking about about code, um, many developers are concerned about the fact that you know XNA and is based on C sharp and it's managed code, so there's like a performance loss and stuff. What do you think about using managed code instead of unmanaged like C plus plus? Well, the uh... When I first started getting into programming and I wanted to, to work around with uh, when, I, when I first started learning OpenGL, my whole point of learning OpenGL was that I didn't want to learn the uh, the managed stuff because I, I thought that it was a performance loss. But in the end, the way the way I'm looking at it now is with today's computers and technology, I mean, very rarely do you find computers these days that probably uh, are too slow or can't really handle the uh, a game built into uh, C sharp as it would for C plus plus. C plus plus is always going to be faster, and it's going to be a, uh, uh, but it's going to be more complicated. But in the end, I mean, as technology advances, it, I don't think there's going to be much of a difference in uh, compile time and runtime. Yeah, well, that was the is- the issue with the um, XNA like before. If there's a starter kit coming with the XNA, you can you can actually download it on Creators. Um, I think it's CreatorsXNA.com. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, they got a few. Yeah, there's like a racing game. Oh yeah, I haven't messed with that, yeah, but yeah. I've seen it. Uh, so it's a 3D game, but if you take a look at like the performance of the game, you can see that even running it on a powerful machine, which I did, is not gonna get the same. I don't know the same performances if the game was written in C++. Yeah. Yeah, when you get into graphically intense applications like a racing game where you you know you're racing through a city or whatever, and there's tons of textures being rendered uh, in seconds, uh, of course it's gonna it's gonna have a little more uh, of a of a performance difference between that and straight C plus plus. But if you look at a uh, what most independent developers do, and that's just very basic games, uh, XNA is uh, pretty good for them. Uh, so uh, you know about the XNA 4.0, the new that's the new XNA that's released. There's this um, 
capability to play the games like um, I can start the game on a Windows phone, continue it on a PC, and then finish it on the Xbox. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah, think I about this? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, to be able to program, uh, to be able to write a game uh, and get it out there as, a, as an independent developer, and then uh, the the person playing your game, they they can use it on multiple systems. Even me being able to use it on multiple systems, I think is awesome. I mean, there's a there's I mean that's just the same way with uh, programming itself. You know, you use source control. Uh, or source management that uh, you can you you know go elsewhere and you still have your source code available to you or somebody else can actually help you help you out and have the source code up to date and everything. It's kind of the same thing working with that idea but with games. <laughs> yeah, well, surprisingly, it's pretty easy like to modify the game. Like all you have to do is the create a new project and just change the options for user input. So basically, yeah. All you have to do is say like, if it's if Zune is defined, then use these settings. If not, use these settings. Uh, that's I think that's about as much as you need to do. Yeah, well, that that's a good thing about XNA is it includes the uh, like the only hardware handling code for many devices. Yeah. Well, probably not that many, but the set of devices it offers is pretty awesome. So, um, if talking about development for Windows, what are some um, maybe particular points of interest you see in XNA right now that are like tied to Windows. Like, uh, I don't know. There are games that some people say they cannot play on a console, like for some reason, for some weird reason I don't understand right now. But what are some points that you you see in Windows that you see you probably want to say like, hey, I want to develop for Windows right now because of oh. Uh... Well, developing for Windows right now because you know it's free. But <laughs> so, uh, if, I think if you want to do, a, if you want to actually kind of like the, with the iPhone, where you have to pay to be able, you could like program it for it. But in order to test it on an actual iPhone and get your application out there, then uh, you have to uh, pay the the uh, the membership fee. I think it works the same way with XNA and the Xbox, where if you want to like run in the Xbox and everything and get it out there in the Xbox system, you have to pay a membership fee. Yeah, it's like. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's $99 a year, and uh, you can, uh, I think you can publish, review games on the Xbox. Um, yeah, it, it, it gets. They have like this whole like council or whatever that this review process for games too. So uh, if you make a game, you, you they it goes through this whole review process before it even gets accepted into the the system. Kind of the same thing with the iPhone. Uh, except I think that the review process for uh, Xbox is, uh, has some community members in it too. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, because there's from what I from what I know there's like members reviewing games and all that. Yeah. Um, did you get to mess with uh, avatars? Oh no, I haven't really dealt with that stuff yet. <laughs> so uh, I know that in XNA 3.1 they introduced this new feature that you can work with avatars and animate them and do yeah. some whatever stuff they want. Yeah, they have some uh, tutorials on XNA, uh, the, the XNA website already, uh, talking about dealing with them and everything. And I've kind of like looked through them, but I haven't really gone into any detail on on trying to learn it yet. So uh, in the process of learning XNA. Uh, many people, there are two different opinions. Some people say like uh, you have to write your own code, and some people say that uh, you just copy paste and research the code. Yeah, there's a yeah. On the there's some people out there that have like code samples or whatever that you can just copy paste right into your application. It works fine. Yeah. Uh, well, as 
as for somebody learning, like for me, that's fine and all, but I pre- uh, I prefer to actually look through the code and dissect it and then learn from it and then write it. Yeah, because I know like the creators on a creators.xna.com offers the, this possibility that you can like download the ready game. Yeah, they're they're the, the little starter kits too. Uh, they have like a ton of different starter <laughs> kits, like say with the racing game. Yeah, uh, yeah. XNA itself comes with the default platform uh, starter kit. You could actually you say new project, you select platform starter kit, and you can run your project right there, and bam, it's a platform game. You, I mean, you just modify some textures, and you could pretty much got you pretty much got a game going. Mm. Uh, I actually uh, looked through the whole code of that project and uh, learned from that as a way of learning, rather than just you know expanding on it. I'd rather start from scratch and learn it. Oh, so you like you you did not like copy paste code and just. Oh no, maybe... I prefer to do things the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you go through any uh, video tutorials on XNA.com? Uh, on XNA.com, no. I, I mainly downloaded a lot of the source code and kind of looked through it. Uh, there's a few things like of uh, using XNA in a WinForms application mm-hmm. that I actually just copy and pasted the files into my project just and use those. Basically, you can use those to uh, put a, a control in a WinForms application that will render an XNA scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mean that I didn't really feel the need to actually recode that. <laughs> so uh, interacting with the WinForms, like, isn't all you have to do is add reference to some XNA lib, like XNA libs, and then just work from there? Or there's some more yeah. complicated stuff. Like it's like the whole namespace thing, you know. With uh, if you create a new XNA application, you got all the references right there. You just uh, in your class you say using the Microsoft XNA framework graphics namespace. And now you have access to all the graphics-related stuff like textures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use uh, framework dot dot input, and now you got all the access to the uh, the input-related stuff, the keyboard states. Although it doesn't seem too hard for me, but I don't know. Um... Oh yeah, and with the Visual Studio and the uh, the uh, code the code sensitivity, where it just drops down with those little drop downs that tells you uh, to autofill in. T- uh, Keywords yeah, and stuff. Intelligence. Like the code just writes itself. You know, every other word is just auto filled in. Yeah, it makes it pretty easier. But uh, you, did you try working with like on XNA outside of Visual Studio? Oh no, I have not. Okay, so uh, if talking about uh, talking to people that are in the process of learning XNA, just like you, what were some uh, what would be some of the beginner advice for people who want to get into XNA and actually learn XNA, just not look at it and say, hey, okay, I know what XNA is, I'm done. So what would you recommend for people who want to learn XNA from a... Oh, start from the start from the basics. I mean, XNA itself, is uh, there's so much information out there regarding it, uh, but a lot of it is also uh, code. And you know a lot, a lot of it. You know a lot of people like the tutorials. They like the screencasts. A lot of XNA stuff is like that. But there's also a lot of code out there. And if you read through the code that other people have written and not just copy and paste it, you can actually learn a lot just by just by looking at how other people do things. And there's a few times I did things certain ways, mm-hmm. but then upon reading somebody else's code, I just think to myself, oh, well, that, that that's an interesting way to do that. And then I kind of uh, implement that into my own ways. Mm. Uh, other than that, just read as much as you can because XNA is it's a framework. It's not a language itself, but uh, if you know C-sharp, learning uh, XNA is just a small step. You get a book and probably learn basics of it. 
Okay, so uh, this thing that um, game programming is heavily tied to physics and math. Uh, how much math and physics did you use in your project? Well, the the ones I'm working on, I'm still working on 2D. 3D is a whole different beast uh, with math, uh, doing collision detection and stuff like that. But as far as 2D goes, it's it's actually pretty simple working with math there. They have uh, they have a lot of built-in math helper classes to uh, to help with like floats and uh, keeping things uh, within range. The uh, the vectors. Uh, they have vector twos, which are basically just handle uh, two numbers, a y and an x. Uh, you just pass that, uh, and that comes with x and a. It just lo- does a lot of uh, math stuff for you. But in yeah. the end, there's there's very few little math tricks that you need to know with working with two D based x and a. So basically, if you got pre-calc in high school, it's gonna be enough for you to work with x and a, or there's some more. No, I didn't even have pre-calc in high school. I mean. <laughs> Uh, so I, I just know that many people get scared away like oh gosh there's like sine cosine there um, no I'm not working with it because I don't know yeah I haven't even used those yet and I've done like a basic tile thing the the, the only thing really that uh, with 2D uh, as far as math goes is probably uh, a lot of uh, collision detection trying to you know work within two bounds and everything like that and detect if things are interacting uh Math itself with 2D is very simple. Once you get in, get into 3D and you start dealing with the z-axis, and yeah, that's yeah. when it starts getting a little more complicated. So, uh, speaking of 2D, uh, like, isn't like collision detection in 2D? Isn't all you need there uh, is built-in right in the X and A? There's like, uh, if some con- like some control intersects the other one, if yeah, they uh, they have built-in things like rectangles. They have the uh, <clears throat> The uh, type of rectangles where you just, if you have two things, have a rectangle, and you can pretty much just see if they're interacting with each other. So you basically uh, don't have to write code on your own, like to detect collision and co- coordinates, whatever. Uh, well, yeah, I, I when I was working around with that uh, uh, that tile-based thing and collisions and everything, uh, the most I did, I didn't actually do deal much with uh, collisions uh, with other objects. I did a lot of uh, stuff with just collisions with the screen and then tiles that were restricted uh, that. I didn't want people to walk into. Uh, okay. So I think at this point we're going to end with this show for today. And uh, thank you very much, Andre, for being here and talking about X and A. It's, no very, I mean, I... it's a valuable opinion like of a person who worked X and A like, firsthand and started from <laughs> scratch not not long ago. And yeah, you... it's, it's really nice. And you're just constantly learning. It's that that's the key with programming is that there's no end to the learning. Well, of course there's not because like <laughs> with XNA 4.0 coming, you never know what's coming next and all that. And yeah, yeah it's pretty much referring <laughs> to anything programming. So thank you very much, Andre, and Problem. I'll see you later.